0: Hey everybody, this is The Steven Show, episode number three. Um, I know I missed an episode, you know, last week, but it was because there was a lot of stuff going on. Ashley and Jacob moved into their new place, we helped them move, Sunday we just really needed a break day, and uh, Sam kind of had a flip out morning, so it wasn't as casual as it is. Like right now, he's asleep. He's probably going to be asleep for another 15 minutes, so I figured, hey, why not record episode three of that show that I did twice? Um, because I really, I really enjoyed doing the Steven show, even though I've only done it two times, I'm already kind of liking it a lot. And I don't know if you guys are liking it a lot, but you know, I've got a handful of downloads, so that's kind of awesome. So everybody who's downloading, thank you so much for doing that. Um, cause this is kind of fun to do on top of doing horseshoes and hand grenades, which is coming up this afternoon at two, two o'clock PM, uh, which I don't know if you're, you're, you're not going to listen to this before then, but if you do. Join us. There's a chat. It's a lot of fun. H Show dot com. Um. So, lots happened over the last couple of weeks. Well, I say a lot. I mean a lot is in like oh time has passed, but not really a lot is in I've done a ton of stuff. Um. Probably the biggest thing that I did that you guys need to know about is The Martian. I watched The Martian, the movie. I read the book again. the The book, the book is amazing. I I read it like probably six months ago and by red i mean i listened to it on audiobook but you know don't be hating audiobooks are reading too um so i listened to it on audiobook and it was it was absolutely phenomenal it is an engineer's dream if you've ever wanted to hear people solve problems constantly <coughs> hold on i got a cough i don't know where that came from okay i'm back so yeah so the the martian it uh it, it it's, it's an engineer's book. It's a book about problems occur, solve problem, move on. A short synopsis, it's about a dude who gets stranded on Mars because his crew has to leave him in an, in, in an emergency, and they think he's dead. Well, he's not dead. He's alive, and now he's stuck on Mars with all these conditions that were only only supposed to last for 31 days, and the next mission to Mars isn't for four years. So he has to find ways to survive. And it doesn't just focus on him. It's not like Castaway where you watch Tom Hanks the whole time talking to a volleyball. You watch Matt Damon talking to cameras in the movie. But there's also a lot going on on Earth. NASA's not just going, I don't know where he is. Let him figure it out. No, that's not how it works. NASA realizes he's alive and they start working up plans to save him early. And all of this creates just, it's, it's incredibly accurate. In in a lot of ways, I know there's a lot of give and take when it comes to science fiction. I, this thing, man, like, Andy Weir, who wrote the book, really thought through all of the issues. He tried to go to Mars on the technology we have available now, whether it's actually built or it's in the planning phases of being built, but just, you know, generally accepted that it's going to work. He used that kind of technology to get there, and it is it is phenomenal, you know, what somebody can do when they're just kind of like, ah, I'm going to present problems to this person, and then I'm going to figure them out. And I was, I was listening to some interviews with him, and he had actually done this as part of a three-series serial uh, on a website because he was just writing for fun. Um, and it, he ended up getting the attention of like physicists and other people who were just really interested in this kind of in-depth story about science and what's going on and how to get a guy off Mars. And people would correct him on his math or on the things that happened. It was really, really amazing that that people people chipped in their information to try and help him work through problems that would have occurred on Mars. It's kind of fun. So the, it, that all that being said, just kind of introduce you to the concept of the Martian. The book was better. From an engineering person's mind, because I, I love solving problems. I'm a troubleshooter at heart. That is where I love, I love to do, I love to fix stuff. Fixing stuff is my favorite thing in the whole world. I mean, not having stuff broken is better, but if something's broke, I like to fix it. And the book demonstrated all those problems that occur and all those solutions that were found in such a really detailed, fun way that I have to say the book was better for me. There's a lot of stuff that was left out of the movie for time because, I mean, if it was a if the book was a movie and directly translated, it would have been a 10-hour <laughs> movie. So they had to shorten stuff up. And they had to remove some key points that I thought were really fun, that the book did so well that I was really excited to see on camera, they decided not to do them. And even some of the things that they did do, they didn't go into the level of detail that showed the actual challenge, like what was really having to be done to make this happen. Growing potatoes on Mars is not a straightforward science, Um, and the, the book illustrated that better than the movie did. That being said, the movie was great, Matt Damon did awesome um and everything was in a super positive light everything that you saw between the teamwork that was between nasa and jpl and and mark watney up on mars talking back to them and the it was it was the apollo 13 of our time and i don't say that meaning like it's the true story apollo 13 was obviously true but the 1995 ron howard tom hanks apollo 13 had the same vibe that this does is there's a problem we got to fix it, and we got to just beat impossible odds to make it happen. And the, that's the kind of the feel you got here. I love watching Apollo thirteen because I love watching people fix stuff and solve problems, and that's exactly what the Martian was. So if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's amazing, and I I really think you should. Next thing, so this is this is a personal story. This is a personal story. This is a story about a man and his struggle with his hair falling out. Yep. It's happening. It's happening faster than I ever thought it was going to happen. I I realized a couple, maybe three years ago, my hair was thinning on top a little bit. Yeah, thinning on top. People get older. Stuff happens. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a stop to this. So, you know, full disclosure, I was using Rogaine for a little while and still am because, you know what? I, I like my hair. Why not try to keep it? It was it was definitely abandoning ship, and I just kind of wanna wanted to, to not do that. Well, you know, that just kind of prolongs everything. It's like, hey, we're going to hang around for longer. And then eventually it's like, you know what? This just isn't doing it for us anymore. It's time to bail. I actually blame Sam because um, stress causes hair to fall out. And uh, babies take it from you. I mean, they just t- they straight up take it. Like if he's got to grow it and someone else has to lose it, that's the way this world works. Not a, there's only The world can only handle so much hair. And some people have to lose it so that other people can have it. That's my theory. That's how I feel about it. So I've just noticed over the past month that it's just I'm like, it's not it's not as thick as it was. It's kinda it's kinda falling apart on me a little bit. It's it's fallen out. I have a bunch of bald friends. You know, my dad's bald. My my but I, I was I had this hope. Like my mom's dad, my grandpa on her side, um, had a full head of hair. And they were like, Well, baldness comes from your mom's side. Well, I'm here to say that's bull crap. Comes from your dad. You're gonna get bald if your dad's bald. It's the end of the story. That's probably not true but it's it's the best I can go with um so i'm i'm not uh I'm not hundred percent super excited about about going bald it's not my not my favorite thing in the whole world, but at the same time, there are positives you know there's there's no more haircuts. I don't have to go see the haircut lady anymore um no bad hair days, no hat hair you know I can just go out in the driveway and just go and just shave the crap out of it and it's it's done. No more, no more, uh, no more hair problems. No more worries. No more. Oh, my hair looks stupid today. No more. Oh, my hair gets curly when it gets humid. Not really an issue for me anymore, or won't be eventually. So it's just gonna, it's gonna be nice. I, I think I'm gonna be fine. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shave it. Not shave it, but just get it really, you know, to where it doesn't look like I'm, I'm walking around with like, you know, I'm an eighth grade teacher hair. I don't know. I had an eighth grade counselor or something at the school I went to. They had hair like that. It was puffy on the sides, and it was like the shiniest head I've ever seen on the top. Like just chrome dome or whatever they call it. But uh, I got two friends. They shaved their heads completely. No, three. I'm not going to do that, though. I feel like I would look. I have a Jupiter brain or Jupiter head. Massive, massive, big, stupid head. So I got to figure something else out. But uh, you know what? I'm coming to grips with it. I'm coming to terms that this is just going to happen, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. And I might as well just embrace it and just move forward. Sam's gonna have a bald dad and that's okay. Because there's lots of famous bald people. Bald people that have been wise men, you know? Bald bald and gray. There's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom captured in a bald gray head. At least that's what I'm gonna tell myself. That's how we all do it, you know? Lots of people. famous. hey, leaders, you know? Bald. I don't wanna be a leader though, I just kinda wanna sit in my office and be an engineer. Um but yeah, that's the that's a thing. You guys think it's kind of messed up that uh Colonel Sanders was a real person and is now just becoming a caricature of a company. It kind of bothers me. I feel like I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to take a dead guy and turn him into a cartoon. I, I just feel like the guy was shafted. And I don't know why that came to mind this week, but it just bothered me to think that somebody who was like, I don't know much, but I know how to make good chicken and just got taken for all he's worth. All, by the time he died, all he had was the Canadian KFC. They'd taken everything else. And now they're using his likeness to be played by Norm MacDonald on television and say witty things. But it's like it was a real guy. Like, Colonel Sanders was a real a real guy who made chicken. And they're just like, no, you're a cartoon character. I oh, don't know. Hurts my feelings. I just thought I would share. Let me know what you think. <laughs> email me, hnhshow.com. That'd be fine. Or uh, hnh at gmail.com. show at gmail. I don't even know my own email address. Whatever. Uh, people... Who podcasts? I don't know. I don't know what their goals are anymore. I'm a podcaster. I've been doing this since 2005, off and on. I did some tech shows. I did a gaming show. Um, I've had friends to do shows. The, the The show that I thought, I was like, there's no way this is going to work horseshoes and hand grenades. I've been doing that for eight years. <laughs> that show I thought was never going to work. It works. You know how many downloads we have on that show in a given week? Maybe, maybe 50, 60 downloads of the show. I get on the podcast community on Facebook, and there are people that, signif- that they complain. They say we've been doing this show for three episodes now uh, over the course of the month, and early on we had three hundred downloads, but now we're just down to two fifty. I'm trying to figure out why my stats are so low, and I kind of want to punch all those people in the throat, you know, because I don't know what they where they get this idea that when you when you that two hundred or even a hundred, even five. Downloads for your little show in the span of a week is an is an achievement. Like I have I have sixty, and I'm I'm thinking, wow, sixty people care about what I say. These people, it's not enough. They two thousand people wouldn't be enough. Five thousand people wouldn't be enough. Where's my celebrity? You know, I have this to say to podcasters who are trying to get into this game: just talk in the microphone. Just enjoy yourself. Talk about something that you're passionate about just if if you're in it for money you're in it for the wrong reasons and i say that because there's you're not going to make a ton of money podcasting you might there's always the possibility but it's just like people who who are like i'm going to go be a game designer it's like no you're going to live like a hobo for a while because you might not be as good as you think you are but that's kind of a bad analogy i just i just want people who are getting into the game to just get into it with realistic expectations the the best thing you can do is tell people just get on the microphone and and be passionate about whatever it is you're talking about if you're talking about politics if you're talking about cooking if you're talking about violins if you're talking about frogs you know you're really into the science of frogs then do that that's awesome talk about frogs to your heart's content but don't expect 400 people to start listening on day 1 we had people trickle in when we first started, we, I mean, uh, my early podcasts weren't even that popular at all. Horseshoes and Can Grenades is the only one that really got people that we didn't know to listen. And we didn't try. I mean, we were just kind of like, let's put it out there and just let's talk to each other. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have a good time. And that's that to me is the essence of what podcasting should be. But you get out there and you see Anderson Cooper and Norm MacDonald and all these people that are famous doing podcasts. And it just doesn't have – It's it's like they're – they already have shows on TV. Yes, they're going to get millions of listens because they're already well known. You you're not well known. You're a guy from Iowa, you know? You're a guy from Colorado doing a thing. Just do do well. Don't worry about stuff so much. Just get out and have a good time and people will listen. If you're having a good time, people will listen. Make sure your audio sounds decent. That's the best I can I can tell you because I've heard people doing podcasts and I'm just like this is embarrassing have some sort of format for yourself unless you're doing a diary show you know kind of like I'm doing where you just kind of shoot from the hip but if you're having a real show and you expect people to listen you want them to listen have some sort of format try to get some sound clips available for you ahead of time that that kind of stuff will help it'll help people feel engaged especially if you sound good if if you leave a lot of dead air if you have a lot of you know, random off-the-cuff inside jokes that only you and your friends understand, then the podcast is going to sound great to you and your friends. But it's not going to sound great to people that are trying to join in. So c- keep that in mind. If you have a large community, inside joke the crap out of it. Awesome. Because you you and your friends are going to love that. You and your community are going to love that. And by community, I mean the one person that listens. All it takes is one person to have a community of people. It's you and a few other guys and that one guy who listens and if you have a live chat, he gets in live chat man you you are doing great if you have a live chat at all with four people in it, holy crap four people, four people you don't know are interested in getting on the internet to watch you talk. Be grateful for that don't don't act like that's some sort of failure like four people i I don't have four people that I could walk down the street and see that care to talk to me. Four people that would get on and talk and see, hey, I'm in your chat. Awesome show. What? That's amazing. So keep that in mind when you do this stuff. Just it's important. I, I I think it's I think it's something that you should you should have you should you should enjoy. And uh and all those Facebook people in the podcast community need to figure that out too. So we actually had a question come in this week. I'm going to answer it on The Steven Show, even though he addressed it to either h h or, or The Steven Show. I'm going to answer it here. Maybe Ash on h h this afternoon would have a different opinion. Um, but Frankie Underwood uh, wrote in. Frankie, you, who we, we absolutely love. A uh, big, long-time listener of the show. It's awesome. Thanks for listening, Frankie. Thanks for checking this show out. Um, Frankie wrote in wondering why the CGI on stuff like Supergirl on CBS, which is a huge network, is not as good as the stuff on CW, like The Flash and Arrow. The CG work is better on those two shows, and it looks like it's going to be on Supergirl. I haven't seen Supergirl yet, because it doesn't come out till tomorrow, but I do know this. I do know that it, there's, they've been showing enough previews that you don't even have to watch the first episode, because I'm pretty sure I've seen the whole thing, um, or at least the hot points. The the CG, To be honest, I didn't think the CG was terrible. I didn't think that the CG and the Flash and Arrow is, are great. It's, it's definitely TV CG. Like you're, the, the, on, on TV, they just they have to make so many episodes, though. It, imagine splitting your normal movie budget up into 25, 45-minute chunks instead of one two-hour chunk. So you got to stretch that money, and that's for the actors, that's for the producers, that's for the the people and the that that run everything. That's for the CG. So you you kind of have to pick and choose where you wanna what you want to pay for. And I think that's where they they run into these issues. That's why it'll never look as good as the movies unless they're certain that they're going to get crap tons of ad revenue and people are going to buy the seasons on DVD. And I, I don't think there's anything such they called certainty in in uh, television, especially with the amount of piracy that happens. So I don't I I don't know why CBS isn't as good. I, my my one theory is Warner Brothers. I believe Warner Brothers owns CW, and uh, CBS CBS isn't Disney. I don't know who owns CBS to be honest. Who owns? Let's see. Let's find out. CBS CBS Corporation, Westinghouse, Westinghouse Electric. Okay. Well, that explains a lot. So Warner Brothers, if they own CW, which I believe they do uh they would have a much more invested uh uh interest in actually making it better because they, their dc characters are they belong to warner brothers yeah so okay cool uh warner brothers entertainment let's see is commonly referred to as an american broadcast television network uh, oh limited liability joint venture between cbs and warner brothers entertainment Okay, so CBS and Warner Brothers together. That's why it's called CW. Holy crap. Holy crap. That is, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I just learned something awesome. <laughs> CBS and Warner Brothers, CW. <laughs> wow. That's a—that's uh, crazy. Sorry, I'm just sitting here basking in this new knowledge that I just got. Nice. So, okay. So that's why they can have, both of those can have uh, DC characters. You would think both of them would be interested in making those shows the best. Then, I to be honest, I'm I'm really excited about Supergirl. It looks so good. the The girl they got to play Supergirl looks perfect. She doesn't look like she's she's not a superwoman, you know. She's 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 a girl. She's gonna have she's gonna be like coming of age. I don't know. I'm just pumped. It the the they look like they got characters right. If they they kind of look like they based it on uh, Superman versus Batman or Superman and Batman a uh, line of comics where Supergirl was reintroduced. Um, I actually have those in my bookshelf. And they did a really good job with that. Um, she's kind of learning her way in the universe and finding her own voice and all this stuff. And, and uh, I, think they've, I think they've done a great job, at, at least from the previews. I don't, I'm not sure I'm so keen on this James Olsen fellow who's like, I'm super attractive. I mean, Jimmy Olsen, he's, he's a nerd. I, I'm not Jimmy Olsen, I'm James Olsen. That's kind of weird to me. But whatever. They they can do that. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I don't know how they're going to keep from referencing Superman a lot because he was definitely a lot more popular than Supergirl when it comes to Metropolis and saving the day. But we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll introduce him at some point. I don't think it'll be the Henry Cavill Superman from Man of Steel, but uh, I think it'll, it, it should be good. I'm pumped. I'm really excited about it. But anyway, man, that's the end of, uh, end of the Steven show today. That's all I really have for you. I thought of something while we were going on, but I can't remember it, so we're just going to let that go. Oh, got to buy a new TV. Learned that the other day. Been playing Uncharted 2. That's a fantastic game. Um, thinking about selling my Xbox One. These are all highlights. Most of these things came about yesterday. My TV broke, so I got to buy a new one. Going to probably do that today, sometime after the podcast. Looking at a Vizio 4K actually has really good reviews for the price that it's coming in at, and it, the only other things that the other TVs get you are a bunch of bells and whistles I'm not going to use. So, kind of excited. Kind of excited. I haven't bought a TV since 2008, which explains why this one's dying. It's doing really stupid stuff. Um, loving my PS4. Thinking about selling the Xbox One because I don't play it. I haven't touched it in months. Um, a lot of that's because I had a baby, but most of it's because the PS4 has just been way more fun. The games are so much better. Um, the, the graphics are better. The game, the system, they, they won this round. Like any way you'd throw at it this they they won. So we're going to just let them, we're going to start playing with that. But, um, about to get out of here. Got to get this baby up, head to the, head to the church for this morning, running the sound or not running the sound, running the, uh, presentation, which means I'm driving the lyrics when people sing. So going to do that. Um, maybe next, uh, next show, I was thinking about doing some, uh, tidbits about me kind of thing so I can remember this you know if anybody were ever to download this if I met an untimely demise you know people would have some some things that I thought wanted to say that weren't you know time sensitive it's not like you're gonna go back this and go yeah Steve is what Steven thought about the Martian nobody cares nobody cares but I was gonna talk about some other stuff anyway still trying to find my footing on the show but I'm enjoying talking I'm enjoying doing it um I just need to kind of get a handle on It's. It's. I'm trying to make it make me a better podcaster. What? How? Can I? Can I stop saying ums and likes? I I listen to this and I look for those kinds of things so I can be a better private speaker in order to be a better public speaker. If that makes any sense? Because this is this is private, but it's also public because it makes me be mindful of what I sound like and what I'm saying. So I'm gonna try and and keep this up, keep doing it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody who's checking it out. Thanks for entertaining me by making my numbers go up. I'm watching Feedburner. I'm like, holy crap, I've got some downloads. This is great. So if you're interested in uh, in emailing me, please do so as Frankie you did. You can just send it to uh, to h and h uh, show at gmail dot com, and and just put the Stephen Show in the subject line if you want it specifically for this show. I'm gonna get a you a Gmail. I just man, I tell you what. Having babies and keeping track of the house and taking care of my wife and taking care of everything. It's, you know, working, earning money so that we can eat. All those things kind of take precedence. Um, Next week, likely going to talk about my NaNoWriMo because it will be the first day of NaNoWriMo. And I've got a killer story that is going to be freaking mind-blowing. It's the best thing I've ever come up with in my life. I mean that. Sincerely, it is the best idea I have ever had um, I'm pumped about it. Everybody else has been telling me it's the best idea I've ever had. They're like, your other ideas are good. It's the best idea you've ever had. Um, that I can't even begin to express how how that makes you feel. Um, how it makes me feel. That people care about this story enough before I've even written it that they want it on paper. I'm I'm really tickled over it. It's it, it, like Stephanie doesn't want me to even... She's like, you have to write this. It will make you... Write this. There's no world in which you do not finish what, you, what you're trying to do here. So I'm pumped, man. I can't wait to put those words down on paper. I've got the outline. Oh, it's great. Anyway, you guys have yourselves a wonderful week. Um, be cool. I'll see you um, this afternoon on Horseshoes and Hand Grenades if you listen to that show live, if you hear this before then. If not, hey, man. Enjoy. Uh, give Horseshoes and Hand Grenades a listen. I will see you guys Hopefully next Sunday to chit-chat some more. Bye.